0: Hey guys, I love, love, love that you're listening to the podcast. I truly hope it's bringing you just a ton of value. But if you ever wanted to check out the video version of these podcasts, then you should head over to YouTube. You know, they're going to have more effects, more visual stuff like that. And that that can help the message sometimes just hit a little bit different and, you know, reinforce the, the lesson in a better way. So you can check that out. It's completely free. Go over to YouTube, search for Anthony Vecino, it'll pop up. And if that's not what you're into, then cool. Just enjoy the show and let's get to it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I want to share with you a, a realization that I had recently. Um, I've taken a hard stance on a particular concept for a while now that I, believe, I believed to be true. And recently, I was writing in a, an article for the, the Hyper-Focused Entrepreneur newsletter. Um, and in the, in the course of writing that, I actually changed my mind on something that I had believed to be fairly um, foundational, fairly true, and that was actually pretty core to my brand and the messaging that I share with you guys. So I wanted to, to share with you what I changed my mind on, but before that, the, the thing that I realized in that process of writing, there's a lot of discovery, because a lot of times we don't know what we truly think on a topic until we try to express it, until we try to communicate it to somebody else, and then we realize, That maybe we don't understand it as well as we thought or that we just lack the words in the vocabulary, the language to to share it, to um, to communicate it with the world. And so writing is this conduit through which we get to wrestle with our ideas, with our thoughts and put them onto the paper and come to greater clarity. And so one, if you're not writing, you're not journaling and doing these things, I recommend it because it's just so powerful. Like this, this was a very powerful moment for me because when I share with you, you know, the thing that I changed my mind on and I realized I was wrong about, um, that could only have happened through deep introspection and, and consideration, but the other side of it too is the openness to being wrong, to changing your mind. And what I came to realize is that um, the ability to change your mind on a on a idea, on a topic, just the the ability to change your mind is a superpower. I was listening to a fantastic podcast. Called the Founders, and David Senra was talking about Steve Jobs in particular. Where he this so David he goes and reads these biographies, takes notes, and then you know comes and shares them in his podcast. It's fantastic, really recommend it. Um, and one of the things that stood out to me about Steve Jobs is that he was maniacal about not being right, but being the one who could get to the right answer the fastest. And he's like, I don't care if it's my idea that wins. I just want to get to the right idea as fast as possible. Whether that comes from me or from you or from the group or however, and so what that means is that you have to be open to changing your mind and being persuaded and and changing your stance, not digging your heels in and saying like this is the one true way. And this came this came about because there was an email interaction between Steve Jobs and the guy that ran Andy Grove, the guy that ran uh, Intel for many years. And uh, Andy Grove was like maybe twenty years older than Steve, and he was like a mentor who for many years had been helping Steve along the journey. And when Steve was finally at a point where Apple and him, they could reciprocate and add some value back to Intel, um, there was an interesting thing that happened there where Andy, uh, one of his engineers at Intel reached out to Steve and said, Hey, you know, Andy said that you guys wanted to collaborate on this thing, that you wanted to share some information that we could use on the development of this chip or whatever. And Steve took this very transactional approach about, hey, why should we share this proprietary information with you guys? What do you propose to give us in return? Took a very business transactional uh, perspective about it, very hard-lined. And then, you know. He reached out to Andy and said, hey, you know, like, I don't appreciate, you know, here's my stance on this. I don't appreciate the engineer just reaching out and expecting to get stuff for free or whatever, blah, 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 blah. And Andy's response was brilliant. You know, he's he's many years ahead as the, as the mentor in this relationship. And he just says, Hey, listen, Steve, like over the years, I've never looked at our relationship as this business transaction thing. It was just a helping each other out and, and together we grow and we learn and we become better. And at no point in our relationship over the last 20 years that I think that, you know, you owed me or that there was like any transactional value to this thing. And he said it way more elegantly than, than I just communicated it there. However, that's the gist of it. And what was, was so fascinating about this was that Steve immediately changed his mind. He wrote back and said, "I apologize. I've changed my perspective on this 180 degrees. You are right. I'm wrong." And I was like, "Man, the ability to ch- that was like the ability to change your mind is and, and admit that you're wrong or that you had yet you were going the wrong direction and then you know adjust and go into a direction that you feel is right now. That's a superpower." Okay. And so that was, it was with this in mind that I was writing that article. Um, and in particular the article, it was, it was a script for a video called the millionaire skill stack. And you can check out that video. It's on YouTube at Anthony Vecino. And it's also, uh, it also went out to the newsletter, uh, the hyper-focused entrepreneur. So if you guys want to read it, you can go to anthonyvacino.com backslash skill hyphen stack. Go check out the article there. But in there, I talk about what are the, th- what are three foundational skills that all millionaires. Need to have. And these are not what I call tactical skills. These are not, you need to learn copywriting or accounting or um, any of that stuff. These are strategic skills, higher level. So the skills that I talked about in particular were creativity, uh, energy management, and judgment. Now, it was as I was talking about energy management that I came to realize that I've been wrong about something. See, I've always said that. Time is not your most valuable asset. You've heard me say this before and over and over and over because time is not something you own. It's not something you control. And when somebody comes in the room and they ask for a minute of your time, they're not actually asking for you to turn over a a unit of time, right? They're asking for something else. They are asking for a moment of your attention and your attention is a result of your focus, right? And so my stance has always been that your focus is your most valuable asset and that's true in a lot of ways. It's in the trajectory of truth. However, I I realized in writing this article that it's not the first principle of truth. It's not the bedrock. It's not the foundation. And first principles are an important way of looking at problems where we strip back things to the, the basis of the physics of the problem, to their most fundamental. And it's from those building blocks that then we recreate the argument or rebuild the product or whatever the thing is. And Elon Musk is, is very, very famous for this, right? When he started Tesla, they were looking at why batteries were so expensive. And he's like, well, the, you know, these, these parts, like the in, independent ingredients can all be purchased for far, far cheaper. So why is it so expensive then to, to put them together? And what they, what he realized is like, you know, the individual parts, they're not like, it's not expensive and putting them together is not that hard. So instead of doing what everybody had said that you need to do, which is just go buy the batteries from, you know, some third party supplier, which would have, you know, been a certain number of markup. He just decided it would be cheaper and easier for us to control that part of the process we'll just go buy the raw ingredients, we'll build the the facility, and then we'll assemble the the batteries ourselves. So that was the first principle thinking, what are the building blocks of the battery, right? Like, what's the truth of the situation? Do I have to go to this third party vendor? Or is there another way? And everybody's telling him there is no other way. And he's like, no, there is a way like, we'll just go build them ourselves. And so as I strip back this concept that time is not your most valuable asset, and I do still believe that, it occurs to me that focus is not your most valuable asset because focus is not the bedrock. It's not the foundation. See, there's a there's one thing that lays beneath your focus that dictates the quality of your focus, your ability to focus, the quantity of it, all of that. Without this thing, you have no ability to focus, and that thing is energy. Without energy, you can't inject into the system to create focus to direct your attention and so it became clear to me as I was writing this I was like you know what focus is not the is not the fuel it's energy and how we manage that energy whether that's through creating more of it through exercise through nutrition or me- managing it and rejuvenating through sleep like those are the fundamental building blocks that allow us to focus because it doesn't matter what systems or processes I give you the framework I give you is ineffective if you don't have the energy to apply it And a lot of people are walking around and navigating life in a state of energy depletion. So they don't have the ability to execute the game plan. So that's number one is you have to start by, you know, managing your energy and that's sleep, nutrition, fitness, but then also thinking about the ebbs and flows of your day as, you know, there are cycles, there are rhythms called ultradian rhythms, which occur every 90 minutes or so where we're going through these periods of peak arousal and then coming back down and kind of rebooting. And if you understand those rhythms, then you can build out your day in such a way that allows you to leverage to the maximum effect where your energy levels are. And then you can match that to the task that would be best served in that moment. So if you're in a peak arousal state, that's a very good time to do deep, hard, hyper-focused work, right? That's time for writing or for creating. If you're in that low energy state, where you're starting to ebb into the mid afternoon, you've had your, your, your lunch, and now you're starting to go into the digestion phase. You're in rest and digest mode. That might be a good time for emails, things that are lower energy, a little bit easier, low, like lower energy requirement. So all that's to say, I just wanted to share this concept with you that it's not about this. This podcast isn't about the energy. It's about the idea that being able to change your mind is a superpower. So I encourage you to Consider where are those areas of life that you you hold on so tightly to them that you've refused to to change your mind on them or to be persuaded or to consume um, contradicting information that would allow you to gather a more robust, full framed perspective of that topic. and And this is hard because a lot of I can't remember who said it, but um, the the beliefs we we question all of our beliefs except for the ones that we truly believe. I think this was Orson Scott Card. We question all of our beliefs except for the ones that we truly believe. And so it can be very, very hard to recognize what are the things that you just take for so for certain that you aren't even open to being persuaded or having a new perspective introduced on that topic. And that can be very limiting. And so that's where writing with journaling comes in. And I find it very, very valuable for helping peel back these layers of our consciousness and saying, okay, which are the, what are the things in life that I believe that might not necessarily be true? I find that to be the path forward towards growth. So I hope this brought you a little bit of value or gave you a new perspective, maybe even changed your mind on something. I don't know. But as always, guys and gals, I appreciate you being here. Truly, it means a lot to me. So thank you. I'm looking forward to seeing you back here tomorrow. Until then, stay hyper-focused, my friend. Hey, what's up, guys? Real quick, I've been working really hard to amplify my social media presence recently. And recently just started diving into Instagram, which has actually been a ton of fun. It's a cool platform for connecting with y'all in just a more personal way. So if you, we aren't already connected on Instagram, let's change that. You can find me at the Anthony Casino. So go, go connect. Let's do it. All right. Let's get to the show.